watching the rising billions disrupting tradition always be closing gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies i dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible free your mind nothing happens till something moves i'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths create your blue ocean innovation and collaboration with competition do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life or do you want to come with me and change the world creating uncontested market space i worry that people don't tap into their strengths wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur there is a very thin dividing line between success and failure witnessing unprecedented technology you can fail at what you don't want so you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Cumby and Alan Mitch. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold, here with Alan Witch. My uh, most awesome co-host in the world. What's going on? Oh, man, those are awful nice words, buddy. Um, the same right back at you. Doing uh, doing very well today. Excited about our guests. Excited about what we've got on our plate today. So um, it's awesome. It's awesome. How have you been? Uh, you get up a little bit earlier than I do because you're on a different coastline, so you greet the day prior to me. How's your day going? Yeah, when I got up, or when I get up, it's it's usually dark out still, but uh, it's been good. You know, it, the sun has been rising earlier lately, and, and that's always nice. It feels like, you know, the days are getting longer, and I always like that, try to get more in. Uh, but I usually have uh, lots done before most people are getting up, that's for sure, especially my crew uh, when they start coming down the stairs. But uh, I'm excited about uh, our guest today, Alan, because... You know, it's a course that I did, and it really helped me cut through a lot of noise and land some great speaking gigs and, in fact, get paid more, which is really exciting because it not only taught me what to do, it, it, it showed me how to do it, and then, you know, I actually took it and executed against it. And, and Grant, um, and, and I probably gave it away a little bit, but not quite, uh, he actually guides people through and, and, and it stays connected through a private group as well. And that's really exciting because you don't get that a lot of times. Uh, you know, people launch programs, you're, you, you go do them, and, and you may get lost, you may not finish. Um, but I'll tell you, I, uh, one thing about uh, um, this gentleman, I'll say that, uh, he actually answers questions, he's on top of things, and he provides a ton of value, and that's what I love, uh, and that's why I'm excited to have him on the show, because he does provide a ton of value, he already did for me, and I know, listening in for the audience, this is a great time to get your book out, because I'm going to try to suck out all the golden nuggets for you today, but most importantly, uh, you know, follow, um, follow him and, and connect with him, and if you're uh, looking at amping up your, uh, your game uh, definitely, um, you know, connect with them, and we'll make sure you get all those things. So, Alan, why don't we uh, why don't we get at it and and uh, and let's start uh, let's put him on the grill. Let's uh, yeah, let's put him in the hot the seat. He's chopping <laughs> at the bit. You know, like you said, a lot of folks in in this position, they they uh, you know they land and they take off. And uh, what I mean by that is, like you said, the clients really never have a chance to really integrate, really never follow, don't have the wisdom, don't have the uh, the touch. 
and uh, today's guest does, in fact, do that. I mean, he's pretty humble, and we're going to pull him out of his humility a little bit today. Um, I got honor on his site. He says, I'm a speaker, podcaster, author, entrepreneur, and an all-around normal dude trying to make a dent in the world. <laughs> well, he is making a dent in the world, and he's making a dent in a lot of people's lives, and he's really got an influence, and I think that's because he gets his hands dirty. He gets his hands in the lives of the people that, whose lives he affects, and that's pretty honorable. So... We honor him, and without further ado, Grant Baldwin, welcome to Think Bold, Be Bold. Man, fellas, I appreciate the, the kind words, and it's an honor to hang out with you today. We, yeah, we're glad sure. you are we're, here. We're looking forward to it, uh, Grant. And um, no joke, you know, I uh, took your course, and uh, in fact, this is a great place to probably embed it, and then I really want to get into your story, how'd you get where you are, and and you talk about it in, you know, social, but, uh, and when I was following you, and then you offered up the speaker lab, you know, I jumped on it, and, and I got a chance to meet you, which was cool, before I actually got into it, but I'll tell you, as soon as I got into the first few modules, the aha moment hit immediately, and literally, and, and I think I put it into your private group, what happened to me, but literally, I booked, get this, it was double what I actually charged before because I learned some like, little cool techniques and, and actually fell into the value that I actually bring, you know, because a lot of times, you know, you don't know, right? you just don't know what you don't know, and, and that's probably the best way to put it. And uh, especially in a world where, you know, I didn't have a ton of experience. I did lots of speaking things and had lots of fun doing it. But, you know, a lot of times I didn't know the value of it. And I learned uh, quite, a, quite a bit from, uh, from the course, which I have to thank you for. So on that note, though, uh, I definitely want to learn the story behind. Like, what's the backdrop? Like, what, you could be doing a lot of cool things because okay. you're a cool dude. But, you know. You're doing this. Like, what? How did you become like a speaker, and then you you turned all that into helping others uh, amp up their game? Yeah. So my kind of backstory is uh, I actually used to be a youth pastor, um, and so uh, got started kind of in the in the ministry world, and was doing naturally doing a lot of speaking in that space. Was speaking to to students, but then also from time to time we get to speak on the weekends in big church, and um, always enjoyed that. Felt like I got I got. Um, uh, got good experience and also just got good feedback and felt like, all right, there's something there. I felt like I'm a, a decent speaker. And I found myself in a spot where a lot of speakers are that we work with today in that one of the lines that we like to use is that I, I had the potential, but I needed the plan. I had the potential, but I needed the plan. I find oh, a lot yeah. of speakers are in that spot of I've done some speaking. I spoke of something at my church or something at work or something in the community or some local conference, and I got good feedback, and I really like it, and I want to do more of it now what i just i don't know what i don't know and i don't i don't know where to go from there and so that seems to be the spot where a lot of speakers were and that seems to be the spot that's where i was when i was getting started so i connected with several speakers um who were speaking in similar, you know, in similar types of events and a similar industry of what I was interested in and, and really, you know, learn from them. Uh, got started like actively trying to book my own gigs. Um, I, I, I think a, one mistake that a lot of speakers make is you assume that you have to have some, um, you have to have a, a big platform or a big audience or a big name, or you have to be, be some type of pseudo celebrity or that you've overcome some crazy obstacle that you've, you know, climbed Mount Everest uh, blindfolded in your shorts. And so therefore people want to book you to speak. Um, and the reality is, is like, you don't, need 
those things in order to get booked. Like I'm a, I'm a white male from the Midwest who's had a pretty normal average life, you know? So there's nothing on paper that would qualify me to be a speaker. Um, but really just learning and understanding the business. And so built that up, uh, was speaking, uh, doing 60, 70 events a year, uh, all over primarily the U S uh, and really enjoyed it. Loved it. It was a lot of fun. Um, but then at the same time, had a lot of people asking me, Hey, I want to do that. I want to do, you know, I want to speak. Um, and people who would want to speak full time and they would want to do, you know, 50, 75, hundred gigs a year. And then other people who would say, Hey, I, you know, I've got something good going, but uh, I wouldn't mind doing five or 10 things on the side. And I just, again, I have no idea how to get those gigs. And so uh, a few years ago, we started uh, the Speaker Lab and started our, our primary uh, program that you've gone through, Chris, um, called Booked and Paid to Speak, where we, we basically teach people a system of how to find and book speaking engagements. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of what we what we do today is we ultimately we help speakers on the business side and really creating that system for uh, knowing how to find and book gigs. I love it. I love it. And you know, again, the audience booked and paid to speak. That's exciting. Indeed. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, awesome. I loved the course, and it was well laid out, um, and I really enjoyed uh, going through it at my pace. But, you know, like I said, I had that aha moment within the first, like, I think, couple of modules. And then when you have that, it's like, okay, I'm going to get to the books and figure out some stuff, and that's when it happened for me. Um, so uh, thank you uh, for giving us that uh, backstory. That's, uh, that's quite something. That's, that's quite the transition you went through, uh, but you know, certainly being a, a youth pastor um, prepares you for that platform. What if people you know, um, have it, you know, because I think a lot of people are, you know, fear public speaking. I, I think that's one of the, like, innate fears that people have. Some people are really good at it, natural, but I think mostly, you know, people getting up and having all these eyes at you. Um, but I think there's a lot of people that want to. What kind of advice would you give those people that want to, um, that just haven't yet? Yeah. Um, before we get there, just as a quick side note, fellas, my screen is frozen. Um, I don't know if, if okay. I'm, I can hear yeah. you guys just fine, but uh, for some reason the screen's frozen. So I just want to make we're sure it's all not, good. Okay, it's yeah, not affecting anything good. on your we're end. Here. So no, um, no. Uh, I'm, I'm getting the uh, the swirly icon on my, my Mac here, so I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. As long as you guys can hear everything, we'll keep cruising along. But we just, are I, I wanted cruising. to double check here. Okay, yeah, cool. we're all good. Um, all right, so let's we can just I'll pick right up on your your question there on uh, dealing with nerves. Is that right? Uh, yeah, just uh, basically, what would you give advice uh, for people that are, you know, wanting to speak and they just haven't made that, you know, move? What do they do? Where do they start? Yeah, as far as uh, where to begin, again, this is a spot where a lot of speakers are. Uh, I'm interested in speaking. I just have no idea what to do from here. So one of the things that we actually teach is uh, the Speaker Success Roadmap, which is a five-step process that just walks through kind of a, a systematic plan of what to do. So the, the five-step process it makes the acronym SPEAK, S-P-E-A-K, S-P-E-A-K. And so the S is the key. This is the most important one, all right? Because if you get this part right, then everything else that then we can dig into and talk about becomes much simpler and much easier easier to implement and to apply. So the S is for select a problem to solve. And this really comes down to three key questions. Uh, number one is who do you speak to? Number two, what's the problem that you solve for that audience? And number three is where do those people gather? All right, so let's kind of walk through these. Number one is who do you speak to? This is a mistake where a lot of speakers uh, have a tough time is they're not really clear on who they want to speak to. Uh, and so they just kind of say, well, I just want to, I just want to speak to humans. I just want to speak to people, right? <laughs> you just like, you can't do that. Like, and, and it's, it's no different than any other business. If you say, if you 
excuse me, if you say I'm trying to appeal to everybody and anybody, like that just doesn't work. You have to be really, really clear. So there are a, a variety of so different there's industries. there's homework involved. Totally, absolutely. And there's a variety <laughs> of different industries that hire speakers. So you have industries like um, education, which would be, you know, uh, elementary, middle school, high school. You have colleges, you have associations, corporations, um, uh, faith-based, nonprofit, government, military. There's a variety of these different industries. And if someone's listening or watching, they're going, listen, I want to speak to all of them. Like that just doesn't work. You have to say, no, no, sure. I'm going to be very, very focused. And I'm going to speak to this one specific uh, audience. The second question then is the uh, what's the problem that you solve for them? So if someone asks you, what do you speak on? And you say, what do you want me to speak on? Like that's the wrong answer, right? You want to be really, really clear about what it is that you speak on. And again, what's the problem that you solve? It's important to remember that as a speaker, you are in the problem-solving business, meaning that you're not just, well, I have a cool story. And so people are just going to you know, hire me to come tell my story. Like mm -hmm. that, that just doesn't work. Like you have to solve a problem for that audience. That's why you're a speaker. And then the third piece is this, where do those people gather? Meaning that just because you're you interested in talking on a certain subject or topic to a specific audience doesn't necessarily mean that there's any natural gatherings around that topic. So if you say, you know, I want to, um, uh, you know, I want to help moms who homeschool their kids, um, teach their kids how to knit scarves. Okay, well that's great, but like, is there anything natural, any natural gathering around that where you could potentially speak at? If there's not, then you don't really, there's not really any opportunities for you to speak at something like that. So those. Those are the, th the three things that you really want to focus in on is who you speak to, uh, what problem do you solve, and then where do those people gather. Now, we'll, we'll, the, the next th uh, four pieces of the, of the process there, that, uh, the S-P-E-A-K, the P is for prepare your talk. And so once you know what the, solution, the problem is and the S, then it's the P is preparing the solution. The E is for establishing your expertise, and this is where we're, we're helping you with your marketing assets, your website, your demo video, a couple of those key pieces that you need to demonstrate to other people that you know what you're talking about and you 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 uh you, you've done this before the A is for acquire paid speaking engagements, and this is where you can begin a couple different processes to, to actually find and contact potential clients. Uh, and this is one of the things that we teach within one of our programs. Um, and this is where a lot of people just, they, they kind of make the mistake of, all right, I'm clear on who I speak to, I'm clear on what I speak about, uh, I have my website, I have my demo video, and then I just sit back and I wait for the phone to ring. And like that just doesn't work at all. And so you want to really be proactive in finding uh, and contacting potential clients. And then the K is for know when to scale. So there's a lot of people who say, listen, I'm interested in speaking, but I have a message I want to share. So that means that I'm interested in writing a book or having an online course or consulting or coaching or, um, you know, any type of different business model beyond just speaking. And so that's where we, we dig into that. But the key is really coming back to the beginning, that first piece, the S, is selecting a problem to solve. Be really, really clear about who you speak to what's the problem that you solve and then where do those people actually gather fantastic That's yeah I think outline. those are really key I think a lot of people like you said they they really kind of know what they know and they think that if I just aggregate all of my information and just kind of you know uh, dare I say vomit it on you know those <laughs> that uh, <laughs> those promoters that, that set up the gigs hopefully that promoter will find something in that recipe then that resonates with them and that's not right. the case You've actually got to be able to tell them exactly what you're solving for. Okay, and, so uh, and like, who, what, like, where, why, or when? And think, and think about it this way. So let's imagine that you know the three of us we were going to go out to lunch. And we were like, man, I really want a good steak. So where would we go? We could go to the steakhouse that specializes in steak. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. 
or we could go to the buffet uh, that serves you know 87 different items, and steak is just one of those things. I, I don't know about you guys. I'm assuming we're going to want to go to the steakhouse. We want like this is what we do, right? And so it's counterintuitive exactly. because people oftentimes feel like, no, I need to, you know, the more things that I speak about and the more people that I speak to, the more opportunities I have. And the reality is, is like, that's not true. Again, it's counterintuitive, but the more specific, the more focused you are and say, all we do is we serve steak. Like if you want pizza, if you want a burger, if you want uh, something else, like go down the street. But if you want a steak, like we are the place for that. And so making sure that you are the steakhouse and not just at some generic buffet. Yeah, I think finding that, what you're talking about, too, is that slight edge and finding that slight edge. What makes you a little bit different? You can be talking about something, uh, you know, a topic that's similar to what other people are talking about, but nobody can talk about it through your experiences and through your eyes and through your results. And that's what people are buying, right? They want to know what those details are. But I think uh, as people... You know, they come to us, and I know Chris has gotten this question as you know as much as I have. They go, "Well, I kind of got all my stuff together, and I've been talking, but I'm really kind of shy on how much should I charge, and yeah. what am I worth?" Yeah, and I'm sure you get that all the time. What's totally. a, what's a kind of a good parameter for that for answering yeah. that question? Yeah, my <laughs> the cop out answer is it depends, um, uh, and it's it's true. Like there are there's definitely there's a lot of different variables. So I'll give you the short answer, and then we can dig into it. So we actually because we get this question so much, we actually put together a free calculator um, for people. Uh, so if people want to check it out, then go to myspeakerfee.com. Myspeakerfee.com. You answer I think it's seven or eight different questions, just multiple choice questions there, and then based on your answers, it spits out what you should charge as a speaker, right? Um, It's, it's, uh, it's, it's more art than science. And so there's a a lot of variables that go into it, but let's let's talk about a couple of them. So one of the big variables is going to be the industry that you're speaking to. You can charge more in some industries versus others. You can charge more speaking to corporations versus nonprofits. You can charge more speaking to colleges versus high schools, right? So it just kind of depends on who you're speaking to. So if you say um, all things being considered, and everything being equal, if you're speaking to a corporation, you're typically going to be able to charge more versus if you're speaking to an elementary school, right? They're just different bubbles. They're different industries. Uh, the Another factor is going to be your experience level. Uh, if you're a brand new speaker, you've never spoken anything before, you, um, you barely interact with humans, you live in a van down by the river, you're probably not going to be able to ch- talk as much or charge as much as someone who's been doing this for several years and at least has some practice. They've got some some reps. Uh, the, another factor is going to be your marketing materials. So going back to your, your website, your demo video, like what whether we want to admit it or not, whether we realize it or not, like people judge books by their cover. And so if someone comes to your website and your website looks like it was made by like your third grade nephew, like that, <laughs> the people are going to assume you're a bad speaker. Now that may not be right. may not be fair. may not be accurate. You may be the best speaker in the world, but if your marketing materials don't reflect that, it's difficult for people to take you seriously. So you want to make sure that your stuff looks professional. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to have spent like tens of thousands of dollars. You can still do things on a budget. And, and I'm, we're big advocates of that but you need to make sure it looks professional that it looks sharp so those would be a couple different factors that kind of go into uh, what you should charge but like some ballpark ranges if you're a brand new speaker um, speaking in in like the education space, nonprofit, church world, it's typically going to be uh, you know $2,500 and below. Um, usually 500 to 1,000 is a good starting point for most speakers. Um, and then for for let's say you're doing more like corporate associations, if you're more of a newer speaker, the $2,500 to $5,000 range. Um, if you've been doing it for a few years, usually five to ten. Speakers who have uh, maybe a, a best-selling book or they have a little bit more notoriety in the business space is usually anywhere from ten to twenty-five. 
$5,000. And then celebrities can be 25 way, way up from there, just ridiculous, stupid amounts. Um, so there's really, there's a lot of variables, and there's um, uh, it's a big, big, wide range there. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is sometimes people may hear this and say, well, uh, I mean, if, if I'm a brand-new speaker, then it sounds like I can make more in corporations versus, you know, nonprofits or churches or whatever. Also remember that the markets where you can potentially charge more is also tends to be more competitive. So um, keep that in mind as well. But the simplest thing to do, again, would just be to go check out uh, myspeakerfee.com and, uh, again, answer a couple of questions, and it's totally free. And uh, it's fun to just play with. Like, we go back through, and I'll just try different variables to see what it spits out. Um, and that way you'll, you'll get an, an answer that's uh, more specific to yourself. That's awesome. Sweet. Stay your lane, too, it sounds like. you know. Don't try to get out and speak into a, a different industry just because they might be able to charge more. Totally. Stay with your message. Find out where your audience Your audience will find you. Totally. Are you, are you finding that to be a, a, a real thing? People go, well, where do I – I'm going to go to wherever my biggest audience is and start pitching there and – and uh, you know, I think a lot of people fall prey to that, and then they find out that that's not really their audience. Totally. Like when you really like focus in on this is who I speak to, and this is the problem that I solve. It also makes you a lot more referable, right? So, sure. for example, um, we do a lot of Facebook ads in our business, and so recently we've been looking into doing YouTube ads, right? So there's a lot of people, there's a lot of agencies who could do YouTube ads, right? Um, where uh, and there's a lot of different marketing platforms uh, where we could look into advertising. So you know, you know, Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and LinkedIn and Pinterest and on and on, AdWords and on and on the list goes, right? So we've talked with a handful of people. One of the guys that we'll probably hire is a guy that we talked to the other day, and he said, listen, all I do is YouTube ads. Like, I understand Facebook, and I understand LinkedIn, and I understand Pinterest, and I understand all these different platforms. All I do is is YouTube ads. So for me, like, as the customer, I'm going, well, heck, like, why would we... Why would we work with someone who like YouTube ads is one of a bunch of things that they offer versus here's right. the guy that like this is the only thing that he does. Think about it like in a, in a health perspective, right? Let's say that you have, um, God forbid, you have some type of like brain issue and it requires, you know, like some type of surgery, you know, do you want the, the, the doctor who's like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember taking a class in med school about brain surgery and, um, you know, we, we, we tried it one time. So yeah, I, yeah, I could probably do that. I, I, we'll see how it goes. Or the person who's like, Day in and day out, this is all I do is I do brain surgery for this one specific thing. Like that's the person that you want to go to. The yeah. same thing is true for a speaker. If you're like, listen, I speak on this and this and this and this and this and this and this, you become the buffet versus I just do this and I know that I'm extremely good at it and I know that I can provide a solution to your audience. Um, I'll give you like a speaking specific example. So there's a, a speaker who's um, uh, in one of our programs who they um, uh, they speak to to veterinarians about social media. Now, social media is the type of topic that you arguably could speak on to any type of you know small business or large business, medium enterprise, whatever it may be. You could speak on the topic topic of social media to anybody, but by saying all I do is I focus on social media specifically to veterinarians. Now it becomes you are the go-to person. And so when a veterinarian um, uh, hears you speak, it's a heck of a lot easier for them to say, oh, you need to talk to my friend over here who's a veterinarian who could really use your, what you're teaching and talking about. And so, again, by again counterintuitive because you're like, ah, oh, but I could, I could – the same thing of social media could be applicable and relevant to not just veterinarians but to, you know, to doctors and to dentists and realtors and lawyers and on and on and on the list goes. But by saying, no, 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 all I do is I focus on veterinarians, you become a lot more referable and it's a lot easier for people to share and recommend you to others. Yeah, niche down, niche, niche, niche. And other totally. people get afraid of that, but that's where you become, for lack of a word, I think the word expert's being tossed around way too much these days. But when you become, you know, the uh, uh, 
a big voice in your own niche, then you then you get those ears, and and I think that's a, a great suggestion, Chris. Where do we take Grant next? Well, I just uh, you know while you guys were talking, I did the speakerfee.com, yeah, uh, myspeakerfee.com, and 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 what a great tool, Grant. So thank you for that, and I really recommend the audience check that out if you're really interested in um, pretty simple, you know, huh? Getting a ballpark, yeah, really really simple, but a really great ballpark. It it it'll really help you out a lot. So thanks for putting that together, Grant. Cool. Uh, Grant, let's get a little personal. Um. Let's uh, let's talk about you know some of the things that are going on in your life where you're going. Like, what are some of your goals uh, that you know? Let's say uh, you know now and 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 where you see yourself going. I, I know you still speak. Um, you help a lot of people, obviously through your courses. Uh, but you know, let's get a let's little get a little down and dirty with some personal stuff. What's uh, what's happening for you right now? Yeah, the um, yeah, like. Uh there's a few different hats that I wear. So entrepreneur is definitely a, a key one. I, I love business. I love the grind. I love the hustle. I love um, building something, you know, and feeling sure. like I'm, I'm working towards something. So I just, I really, really love what we get to do and the, the people that we get to help, the speakers that we get to help. Um, you know, one of the things that's really uh, enjoyable for us, um, myself and our team, is the um, uh, the confidence that, we that people get whenever they go through our stuff when they implement it and they apply it and the domino effect that that has and what I mean by that is when I first got started and I go back to the, what I was talking about where I had the potential but I needed the plan I'd done some mm -hmm. speaking I felt like I was a decent speaker just didn't know what to do but once I booked that first gig the confidence that that gave me that felt like I could do this um, was just like this this mind explosion of again pushing that first domino of feeling like I I got this I can do this it's a lot of work and it's a lot of hustle but I can I can actually make this happen and so whenever people um you know who go through our programs will will message in and say hey I, you know I just booked my first gig for three thousand dollars or I just booked my first or just you know reached out and I got a positive inquiry and I've I've got a call scheduled with them tomorrow. What that does for them uh, psychologically and what that does for their confidence level, Christopher. I know. Um, uh, I remember one of the messages you sent us about you know booking a gig in, in Mexico um, and feeling like how that affected your mindset and how that affected your your confidence level. And so it's not just like that one event, but what that leads to for you and sure. what that gives you the confidence and the ability to do it. And so I think it's the case like anytime you do something for the first time that you didn't think was possible, it's kind of there's that analogy of the um, or the the story of um, Roger Bannister breaking the four minute mile. And this was something mm -hmm. that many for many many years people thought running a four minute, a sub four minute mile was just impossible. And then all of a sudden he did it. And within, I don't remember the exact story, the details, but within a couple months, like multiple people had done it. Sure. And all of a sudden it just felt like this thing that's attainable and realistic and possible. And I think for, for, for people who feel like I want to be a speaker, but I don't have what it takes. And then all of a sudden they book that first gig. Um, what that does for them long term is just is is amazing. So that's one of the things that, that I get super excited about, um, and I really really enjoy. On the the personal side, like um, I'm married to my high school sweetheart. We've uh, been together for about 21 years now. We have three beautiful wow. daughters. Um, so it's me and a house of women. I love it. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, me, me and all my ladies, and so it's uh, it's really really fun. So yeah, I love entrepreneurship. I love business. Um, I love helping other people. But I really really love being a husband. I really love being a dad um, like those are the things that are really significant those are the things that are really meaningful because here's the reality like one of the things that I, I speak on is 
that who you are is more important than what you do. Who you are is more important than what you do. Meaning, Very if we're so. all great speakers, if we're great entrepreneurs, if we make a bunch of money, if we if we make a dent in everybody else's life, but um, our, our our spouses, our kids don't have a good relationship with us, they don't really know who we are. We're not really present in their life. Like we've really dropped the ball, right? We really got things out of whack there. Um, mm-hmm. My daughters. They don't. They don't care how many speaking gigs I've done. They don't care how big my email list is. They don't care, uh, you know, how many webinars we've done. They don't. They don't care how many people are in our program. They don't. They. They could care less on any of that stuff. <laughs> well, they, what matters to them is like who I am as their dad. Um, and so, and yeah, the, the business they stuff is fun. Cream. Yeah, they want yeah, ice cream. <laughs> totally, totally. I want ice cream. Um, so there's there's nothing wrong with like entrepreneurship and like really driving um, uh, and and focusing on that. But at the same time, like realizing and recognizing like the important thing is that who you are is more important than what you do. And so for me in my world, like that's especially being uh, being a husband and being a father. Yeah, those right. are those are really key things. You know, it's it's yeah. amazing. Chris, I just want to jump in real quick and, and kind of piggyback on that just a little bit, um, but a, a little bit of a different twist. Grant, you talked about your your life and your um, you know your your ministry and your pastoral care and so forth. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how that continues to play a role in your life now? And you know, people talk about religion. And there's no there's no place for it. And, I, and you know, I think we're all kind of past that. I think everything we do in our life directs us to where we're going to go in our life. And I know that was a it was and is a, a key piece of your life. Can you tell us how that continues to maybe help guide or reflect you as you move forward? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely. Like, um, I, I'm a Christian, um, and I uh, a, a lot, much of what I do, and, and hopefully all of what I do, really goes through that lens of, um, from a faith-based perspective, of um, wanting to make sure that I'm living a life and running a business that's uh, that's honorable, that's um, you know represents my faith well, that um, uh, that I do things with integrity. Um, like those things are just they're they're important, they're significant. So um, again, if I um, uh, if I build this great business and I make a difference for all these people or make a bunch of money or whatever, but just like um, I'm this horrible human being behind the scenes sure. or like trying to uh, gouge people or rip people off or scam people or whatever it may be, like I don't want to do that. Like that's a sucky way to live life, you know? Um, and I don't so, yeah, think like they can uh, exist together. I, yeah, you know, I, 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 I think yeah. it's a dichotomy. Yeah. Totally, yeah. totally, absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, in this, you know, in this world, in the online offline space, like it's a big, it's a big world, it's a big pond, but at the same time, like um, your reputation matters, and so sure. like just making sure that you take good care of people and that you treat people right, um, like those things are really like just like just core fundamental ways to live life, but especially as it relates to to business. So um, yeah, so even though like I, I'm not necessarily like um, not in like a, a church pastoral role anymore, like um, our family's still involved in our, our local church. Um, and uh, and yeah, just faith is just a, a big part of, of my life today. Cool, sweet. Thanks for saying that. Thanks for being transparent. Sure. Yeah, the um, fact that you you know you obviously were on the road. You've done a lot of speaking uh, um, opportunities through uh, the years. And give us uh, some insight because you moved into the digital space, obviously, and you do other things in the entrepreneurial world. You like building yeah. things. Um, but you're a family man and, yeah. you know, help everybody get a sense of why that was important for you to move into, uh, leveraging time 
you know, because yeah. you did that, right? Yeah. So the the um, so my busiest year, I did about seventy speaking engagements, um, which is a lot of fun. And and the the thing that that uh, myself and all the speakers would say that the the one hour you're on stage or whatever it may be is amazing. Like there's just there's nothing that really competes <laughs> yeah. with that. Um, Everything else is pretty non-glamorous, non-sexy, right? <laughs> I agree. So, uh, travel. TSA? Can I say yeah, TSA? Lot, yeah, it's a lot of travel. Um, a big job of, of what you're doing as a speaker is you're waiting. You're waiting yeah, in an airport. True. You're waiting in a hotel. You're waiting on a plane. You're waiting backstage. You're just waiting um, for your turn, and you do your thing, and then you go back to waiting some more. Um, and so there's, there's parts of the, the like, like it's, and it's a, certainly it's an extremely first world problem of like, you know, complaining yeah. about getting paid sure. a, a stupid sure. amount of money to, to stand talk. on stage and talk. Right. Just to talk, um, yeah. So like, don't, yeah, don't, don't misunderstand. But um, so, so one of the challenges with speaking though, is it doesn't scale very well, meaning that you are one person in one place at one time speaking to one audience. So if I'm speaking in uh, Birmingham, Alabama uh, to, you know, a group of, of 200 executives, like I can't be anywhere else in the world speaking to anybody else right um right. and so it just it kind of limits you the other thing is like i don't live in birmingham so i got to get on a plane and i got to go there to go speak to that audience which means i'm i got to leave my family and so uh i have half joking half seriously told clients before like you're not paying me to speak you're paying me to leave my family and that's expensive um <laughs> and so that's um, a good one i love that's that. pretty cool I steal that. <laughs> I, I will take that one. Yeah. So I got to, you know, the, the reality is, is like in order to build, a, especially like a speaking business, like a purely speaking business, there's two ways to do it. Number one is that you speak more. And number two is that you charge more. And that's pretty much it, right? And that's the case in a lot of businesses. Sure. And so in my case, uh, doing 70 gigs a year, like I was at the peak of, of the number of gigs that I wanted to do. I wasn't trying to do any more. I was on the upper end of what I felt comfortable in the particular industry uh, that I was in of, of charging there. I didn't really want to, pivot and go to a different industry. So it's kind of like, all right, so what do, what do I do now? Like, I, um, at least in this small bubble, I felt like I'd climbed that mountain. So what, I want, what do I want to do next? And so um, at the time, it just, again, I had a lot of people asking, how do I become a speaker? Um, and I felt like, you know, there's, there's, when it comes to speaking, there, there's really two sides of it. There's the art side of it, meaning that, you know, how do you put together and create and deliver a great talk, what makes a great presentation. Um, but then there's the business side of it. How do you actually get a gig? And there's, there's not a lot of people that talk about that or teach that. And, and um, even people that do talk about it, it's just kind of, well, you know, I just, you know, you, you do a bunch of things and then stuff falls in your lap. And it's like, <laughs> like how does that apply to me, though? Wait a minute. <laughs> Like, or I, you know, if you write a New York Times bestselling book, you'll get some gigs too. It's like, well, that doesn't help, you know. So, so I yeah, that, like, that, um, that's an obvious. Yeah, like <laughs> right. I just kind of felt like, from my perspective, like again, going back to like I'm a normal dude. I have nothing, no credentials on paper that people think you need to have in order to be a speaker. Yet, right. I've booked hundreds and hundreds of paid gigs. We've earned over two million dollars in, in speaking fees. So we figured out some things of, of what works, you know. And so sure. the business side is what I really, really like. It's the the side that I really get passionate about. Uh, it's a side that I really like teaching people. So, uh, really, as um, as we as we as we started teaching more people about it, and that side of the business started to increase, then uh, I still speak today, but I, I definitely have cut back on the volume that I was doing um, because what we do today allows me just to, to help a lot more people than um, than than just purely speaking. And there's pros and cons both ways. I don't have to travel nearly as much. I get to help people that are literally all over the world. But there's also something to be said for when you're speaking, you're, you're making a, a human connection. When you're looking people in the eyes, you're shaking their hands, you're giving them a hug. Um, that is hard to duplicate. That's hard to replicate, you know, in, in, in a podcast or a video or a course or whatever it may be. So there's definitely pros and cons, but um, we're, we're, we're pretty happy with the, the business model we have today. 
Beautiful. Sweet, sweet. I mean, that's a great deal. I want to switch it up a little bit, um, uh, Mr. Grant. What um, what have you done in the past, in your experience of, of uh, creating your speaking, you know, your speaking platforms and your history that you would never, ever, ever do again? What have I done that I would never do again? Um, Don't say I mean, the I, show. <laughs> if everything tanks after this, clip right out. <laughs> if everything tanks after this, we'll know. Um, you know, I, to be honest with you, there's not. Um, like, I always have a difficult time with the question of, you know, what would you, what, what are your biggest regrets, or what do you, you know, what do you wish you'd sure, done differently? Sure. I just, I don't, I, I, um, the highs aren't too high, the lows aren't too low, and the things that happen, I think that that they happen be and lead to other things, you know, like, um. Would I have the business I, I have today had I not done, you know, traveled and been gone a lot? Probably not. Um, and so, you know, any of the things that have happened, um, I think they happen for a reason. I, I totally believe that. Sure. And I totally think that, like, um, uh, you know, I was talking, okay, I'll give an example here. So um, we had, at the time of this recording, we had a couple months ago, it was one of our biggest months that we've had. The very next month was one of the worst months that we've had. Um, I've been self-employed for 12, 13 years or so. And um, I remember talking with a guy who who had just quit his job. He was just starting his, he'd been, had this side hustle and was, and was just kind of starting his full-time thing and on his own. And then he said, man, I'm, uh, I, I asked him, I said, how do you, how do you feel? And, and he said, man, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm anxious. I'm all of, all of the above the, the wide range of emotions. And I said, man, I've been self-employed a long time. And like that just never goes away. Um, and I think that that's part of the fun of it is because when you have a really good month and you have a really bad month, it, it balances you out and it helps you stay focused. It helps you stay hungry. Um, I was telling my daughter the other day, she, I have a, my oldest daughter is 12 and she's just having kind of one of those off days and just borderline teen years. And so, um, so her and I went to go run some errands. I said, you know what? Like, having a bad day helps you appreciate the good days and like the mistakes that you make help you appreciate when things are going well. And so, uh, I've always kind of taken that, that approach of, um, of, uh, the things that have happened that I wish I hadn't done or the things I, I didn't do that I wish I had tried or any of those things, like it all still worked out. And, um, so I don't, there's, yeah, there's not a lot of big mistakes or, or regrets I have. Um, the biggest thing I would say to like speakers, um, in terms of just a big mistake is again going back to what we've talked about a bunch of times here of, of really making sure that you're focused on on a specific niche um and this is where i see the speakers have the most difficult time getting traction is they just want to speak to anybody and everybody and they just have a difficult time getting going um because of that so that's the biggest mistake i see bar none among speakers that makes sense right. i mean but it, you know you you said it right there um if you like where you're at and you appreciate where you're at, you got to appreciate where you've come from. You got to at least totally. respect the journey. And, uh, you know, so that's a key thing. So thanks for sharing that. Cool. It was so fun but, talking to you today, Grant. Um, it goes so fast, fast. Uh, our show. <laughs> and, you know, we try to squeeze as much in, but, you know, our show is a fireside chat. I just have to say to our audience, we really uh, appreciate you tuning in and listening uh, you know, to this show, and you're probably either listening it on to uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podomatic, or, of course, uh, Grant will be uh, featured on C-Suite Radio as well. So really excited uh, about you tuning in, and I hope you got a ton of info. We're not quite done yet because we like to bring you down uh, a little exit plan here, uh, Grant.
chant to, Uh-oh. you know, give give um, give the audience. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> now this is an easy one, and, and I, you know, you either probably already told them, or you might want to uh, give something. Uh, and I'm giving you some time to think about it right now. But um, it's it's a bold move that, you know, if someone wants to uh, really pursue their speaking career. And uh, maybe they're already doing it. Maybe they're not where they want to be. Maybe they want to get into speaking. What's kind of that bold move that you think uh, you know people can do right now today um, to to make a decision and and uh, and and go do it? I think one simple thing that you can do um, is that you can post on Facebook or social media that you're a speaker. Um, and I think that by um, by identifying as that, I think uh, so I think especially you know people have a, if people don't think of you as a speaker, they're not going to think of you when it when they are looking for a speaker or they think or they need a speaker. And and someone someone who may be listening to this may be thinking like, well, you know, I don't know anybody in my world who um, is hiring speakers. I don't know anybody like that. So um, what's the point? But re- realize like. Um, my mom doesn't hire speakers for, for her job, but she may work with someone who does, or she may know of someone who does, um, or she may come across someone. Hey, do you know anyone who could be a speaker? We have this upcoming banquet. Do you know anybody? Yeah, actually I do. This, you know, such and such friend of mine or family member, whoever, uh, may be a speaker. So just simply letting people know that you're a speaker is a good action to take. The thing that you, that you could do along those same lines um, is to, to reach out and personally, instead of just doing kind of a, a group blast and just kind of like sit there and hope that people find you, is to reach <laughs> yeah. out to, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 people that you know in your network who you think might have a connection to some type of event or banquet or conference or whatever it may be, uh, and just say, hey, I just, uh, I'm, 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 I'm doing some more speaking now, so I'm curious if you know of anyone who may be looking for a speaker. Um, I'm wondering if, if you might be able to introduce us or if I could have a quick conversation with them or just something along those lines of just letting people know that you're a speaker and so uh again instead of just saying all right i'm today is the day i'm gonna decide i'm gonna be a speaker now just universe send me gigs like it just doesn't like it doesn't work like that Um, i want to sign up for that yeah that'd be be great right right? um like a, a good way to think about this is that um in in life and in business there is um there's there's planting and there's harvesting right and harvesting is the part that we like we want to i want to go around and pick the fruit i want to pick the vegetables right but the picking the fruit and picking the vegetables is a result of the work that you did oftentimes three six nine twelve months ago and so if you want a speaking gig um it's not like someone saying hey i gotta you know we got an event tomorrow and we're looking for a speaker it's oftentimes building those relationships with with uh, people who are looking for speakers not tomorrow or next week but are looking for months from now and so you know at the time of this recording if you wanted a gig this week, it would be from work that you did months and months ago. So if, wherever you're at in your business, make sure that you're planting seeds today. The harvesting is the fun part. That's the part we want to get to. But the harvesting does not happen unless you're planting seeds. And so you have to be regularly regularly planting those seeds. And so that's kind of what you're doing by putting something on, on, on social media or reaching out to people is that you're planting those seeds uh, and continuing to, 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 to nurture those relationships, to make sure they're getting enough sunlight, enough water, uh, so that by the time that that uh, you know three six nine months whatever down the road comes that you've got something to harvest there and it's not just you sitting around waiting and hoping that you know something's magically growing even though you haven't planted anything. I like that. beautiful Great wisdom. Beautiful. Do your homework. Do your homework. Yeah. It started totally. in school and it continues as you're an adult. Do your homework. Totally. <laughs> Appreciate you, you a lot, Grant. It's hey, awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks Appreciate so much it. for being on our show. It was fun. Yeah, thank thank you, Grant, and thank you, audience, and obviously, Alan. I uh, appreciate uh, having a good time today talking Likewise, to Grant bud. Baldwin. 
GrantBaldwin.com. Go check it out. He's got a great podcast as well, the Speaker Lab, uh, and of course, booked and paid to speak. You really want to learn how to level up your skill and understand the business really well. It's a highly recommended one for me. And uh, of course, it wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.